everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week's episode is a little bit different than usual, but I think it's very sweet and very important. Um, my dog Tommy seemed to be having some problems after we went away every week in October and when I got back she seemed to be extra nervous and was peeing in her sleep. I was scared uh, that it might be physical, but I had a suspicion that it was psychological. Uh, I took her to the vet and they said it was going to be like $500 to figure out what was wrong. And then I remembered our label, Suicide Squeeze, told me about an animal communicator um, that really helped them. And so I had Tommy speak with her and this is that animal communication session. It's so sweet. Um, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, I will put, um, the, the animal communicator's name is Polly Klein. I'll put her info below, um, for anyone that wants to have animal communication session. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Tommy, as communicated by Polly Klein. Okay, so this is a conversation with Tommy and Polly Klein on Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. So I said, hi, Tommy, I'm Polly. I create a mental image of who I am. And I said, your person mom sent me to talk with you like this. I'm far away in my territory, but I can hear mom and mom's controlling me and telling me what to say to you. Then I tell mom what you say so she can understand you better and help you. That's all I do, and then I go away. Is it okay to talk more? Um, she could understand me. She could track the conversation. I didn't feel like she was confused in any way. She just wanted to know more about where was I. I said, I'm far away in my territory, and I stay in my territory. I only talk like this and tell you words from mom. Is it okay to talk more? And she was willing, and she understood. I said, Mom wants you to know she loves you very much and is committed to you for life. That means you will always live with her and she will always take care of you. And she's always doing all she can to help you feel safe and protected and strong and well. Um, she said, she loves Mom. Mom is mine. I said, yes, Mom is always for you. Mom wants you to know that you saved Mom's life when you came to live with her. And she's so grateful for every moment that you've been together. You are mom's best friend and mom loves you so much. She said she feels the same that, same that mom saved her too. She said we saved each other. I said that's right. I said mom tells me that she loves being with you but that she has to leave sometimes for I show either a few nights or many nights in a row to go hunt for food because that's my way of thinking about work. And I said where mom hunts it's for food. It's very, very loud and she knows you don't like loud. And that's the only reason she leaves you where she knows you're in a safe place and where it's quiet and um, with safe people. And I showed that those people always take care of you and give you food and water and let you outside and protect you and surround you with love until mom comes back. I said, do you understand that? She said, but she depends on mom and mom depends on her. And it's like half of her is gone when mom's not there. I said, mom can take you with her. But then I show you're around all this loud, loud sounds day after day. Like I show like it never ends. I mean, it, I show it much worse than it would even be. And there's no way for mom to stop the loud sounds um, where mom hunts for food. She said she doesn't want that. That's like sounds like 
so overwhelming. I said, that's the only reason that mom leaves you because this is the only way mom can get food. Um, but um, mom wants you to stay away from the loud sounds until she comes back. Anytime mom leaves you, she always leaves, um, she, excuse me, she's always connected to you by, I show this invisible elastic cord and she can feel where that's tethered to you. And um, because it's elastic, it stretches however far you're going, but then it, because it's also elastic, it always pulls you back to her. That that's the only place mom can come back is to the place where she left you in the, whatever safe place and with whatever safe people. And I said, and mom knows that whoever is taking care of you, that mom can see you through their eyes so that if you need help, she can see that and she can control them and tell them how to help you. Because, you know, if something was wrong, I assumed that they would contact you and, you know, you would tell them what to do. Yeah. Thank you. Um, she said, mom controls them. I said, yes. I said, um, um, mom only leaves you with people who are safe that mom can see you through their eyes and control them. She said she didn't know that. I said, that's how mom always knows you're safe when she leaves you because she knows it's always in a safe place and the people are safe, but then she can also see through their eyes so she can help you. Um, she really liked knowing this, um, but she said, still, it's so hard. Like half of her is gone. We depend on each other. We need each other. I said, mom is so sorry that where she hunts for food, it's so loud. But she has to go there, otherwise there's no food for you or mom. She said she likes food. I said, mom likes food too. And that's why she hunts for food for both of you. And she's happy to do that, but she has to go where it's loud. I said, mom tells me that sometimes she leaves you with her, parent, with her parents. And she knows that they both love you and protect you and are so happy to have you with them. But she sees that you're not very happy staying there. She said she thinks she stays there when mom is gone for longer periods of time. And so she feels de depressed because she associates them with mom's going to be gone a long time. So in a way, it's not really them. It's what they she associates them with. And I said, is there anything that they can do to help you feel better when you're there with them? She said, no. She just, it, again, it's just what they represent. And I said, um, would it help you if mom tells you when she's coming back so you know how long she'll be gone before you see her? She said, yes, but she still doesn't want you gone a long time. I said, mom is sorry, but sometimes that's the only way to get food is to have those longer times away. But mom always feels you connected on that cord, and mom is so happy to come back to you. Um, and I said, I can teach mom how to tell you when she's going to be gone and when she'll be back. Um, and then... Um, uh, she tells me that she worries about mom um, leaving because she knows mom is so worried when she leaves. I said, mom knows that mom is safe and mom knows where she's going. She wants to go to hunt for food, but she knows that when you're separated, that, um, that you have more anxiety and mom worries about you and if you're okay. So I said, if you were calm, then mom would be calm when she leaves. She said, mom's worried about me. She's always thought that mom was worried about wherever she was going. I said, no, I said, mom likes where she's hunting for food, but it makes mom worried to think that you're sad away from her or anxious away from her. And I said, the worried feelings are mom's way of trying to figure out how to help you um, so that you feel calm and safe. And she knows that you can get the attention you want and the food and you know, water and outside until mom comes back. Mom just wants you to be happy and calm till she comes back. Um, she did not know that. And I said, um, 
Well, um, that's why I'm going to teach mom how to tell her when you, how, how to tell you when she's going away and when she's coming back. And she said she wants that. And then I said, um, mom tells me that you have to get your hair cut or it will get long and get matted and pull on your skin. And mom knows that you don't like getting your hair cut, but she um, sees that afterwards you seem very happy when it's done. And mom only does that to make sure that there's no pulling and hurting you on your skin. Um, she said, yes, she's so stressed um, that she has to stay in a place where she feels out of control and she has to stand a long time and she hates the sound of the clipper. Um, and I said, mom, um, understands that but if she leaves you away from there then you have I show matting and pulling on her skin and, and pain um, she said um, oh and I said mom wants to know if you feel better having a woman cut your hair or a man she said a woman she felt so much more vulnerable and scared when it's a man I said then mom will make sure it's always a woman cutting your hair I said, is it okay to go back to the place where you've been going to get your hair cut, but only if a man cuts your hair? That was, you know, acceptable to her. I said, is there anything mom can do to make that less stressful when you get a haircut? She said, it's just hard because she's out of control and she has to stand a long time and then there's noise. So, I mean, it's just sort of the combination. She said she like doesn't okay. know how to make it better, but at least she knows why you're doing it. Um, I said, out of control. Yeah. Well, she's small, you know, so it things feel more overwhelming to her. I said, Mom wants to know um, how you feel physically. Can you show me your body? So I just start going through how everything feels or, or how she senses it. Her vision is okay. She can hear things that are far away. Her mouth is a little sensitive um, on, the, on the lower jaw in the back, um, but she's okay. not having sharp pain. Um, she's not having difficulty breathing. She doesn't have any restriction in her lungs. She does often have an acid feeling in her stomach from just stress, both from when you're away and also when she worries that you're going to be going away. But it's not queasy, but it's definitely more, you know, um, acidy feeling. Um, okay. she, she doesn't have any lower GI cramping. Um, she doesn't have other abdominal pain. She doesn't have pain when she's urinating or passing stool. I asked her to show me how she feels when she's moving. She shows she's got some pain in her, and I don't know if you know the regions of the spine. So if I say the upper lumbar spine, do you know what that means? Not really, but I can look it up. Oh, after. yeah, but no, no, let me just tell you. Um, so the the thoracic, so the cervical spine is the vertebrae in your neck. The thoracic spine are the vertebrae where your ribs come in, and the lumbar spine is from your ribs down to your tailbone to your sacrum. So okay. it's the upper part of that lumbar spine. Okay. Um, and she said she, you know, she... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think that that's where she, she got attacked by a big dog ah. um, uh, a while back. Um, it might have been there where he pinned her. Ah. Um, and so um, then she said... Um, she also has a little bit of straining in her left hind foot. Um, and she just said she feels very small and vulnerable in general when she's outside. Um, and she, she said she only feels safe when mom is right there. I said, um, mom tells me that when she tries to clean your face that you'll protest and try to pull away. And she wonders if something hurts on your face. She said, no, it's just that she feels trapped if her head is held. 
it's not pain, but she's just like, again, because she feels, she just feels small and she feels like she could be hurt easily. And, you know, you got her at two years. So I'm going to guess that she probably also didn't have a lot of handling and socialization to when she was younger. So I think some of this is just stuff she brought to you. Um, I said, mom only touches your face. I show to clean your face or I show touching if you're trying to brush her teeth to keep her teeth strong. She said she didn't know that. I said, that's the only reason mom does that. And if mom is cleaning your face, she wants to touch it quickly just to wipe off whatever is dirty on your face. Um, and then she lets you go. Um, and I said, um, Oh, and she said that she'll, she's willing to try to let you touch her face, but she doesn't want you to touch her teeth. Um, and okay, that opening fair. her mouth makes her feel really vulnerable. She doesn't like that. I said, Mom says that she has a sister, Dina, who has a puppy, Sandy. I said, do you know that puppy? She said, yes. I said, Mom wants you to understand that Sandy is now part of the family with Dina and her boys. And that... Um, Dina and mom want you to learn that Sandy is safe, but it's also okay just to ignore Sandy. So, you know, that kind of, you don't have to be best friends. She could, it, it's okay just to ignore Sandy or pay attention to Sandy. Like, but what we don't want yeah. is aggression. Um, I said, mom says that you and mom will be going to um, Dina's to stay there for a week and that um, Sandy will be there and you'll be taking care of Sandy. And that mom will watch out around you. And if you want to play with Sandy, you can play with Sandy. Or if you want to rest near Sandy and Sandy is calm, you can do that. Or if you want a distance away from Sandy, mom will make sure that you have space around you where Sandy can't get to you. Mom will keep you safe with Sandy. And she said that she feels like Sandy is just super unpredictable. I said Sandy is a puppy, is a baby, and she doesn't think very well now. But she'll keep growing and getting bigger and as she gets bigger, she'll get calmer and it will be easier for her to think. And I said, but you can help teach Sandy how to be around you now because she's yeah. still learning. And so you can tell her when you don't want her around, um, you know, or you can show her how to be calm around you by being calm around her. Um, and she can learn from you. And um, she, I will say that I felt like Tommy actually liked this idea of, oh, she could watch me and learn. Um, and I said, that's really? right. Um, and because Tommy thinks of herself as, you know, smart and this puppy is just, you know, doesn't make yeah. any sense. And I said, it's because the puppy doesn't know anything, but you know, all sorts of things. Um, she said, she's willing to try that, but she also doesn't want the puppy to be really strong and jumping on her. And I said, um, mom understands that. And mom will watch and either separate, you know, stop, um, Sandy or separate Sandy so that Sandy can't do that to you. Um, and I said, do you understand? And she said, yes. And then I said, mom th thinks that you seem more anxious recently. She said, it's getting so much harder every time mom goes away. And now she worries, even when you're there, when are you going? I said, well, that's why mom wants to tell you when she's leaving and when she's coming back so that you can know that you're safe and you can settle. And you can also know that if mom isn't telling you she's leaving, then that means she is there. She, um, Tommy said she wants that. And then I said, uh, mom wants to know if you would like calming music or calming um, medicine things to, to go into your body. And I showed just giving her soothing, calming energy. 
um, when uh, either now or when mom is gone. Um, she said she does not know how to calm herself. So I personally think when she says that, that it's worth trying, you know, music or medicine just to see if that helps at all. And, you know, I would be doing that, uh, it, like the music, if you were doing music, I mean, I would be doing that when you're gone for short periods of time during the day, just as much okay. as, you know, for longer periods of time. I said, is there anything else mom can do to help you feel happier? She said, she just loves mom so much. She wants to be near mom. She said, she understands that you have to go to the loud places to hunt for food, but she, um, still always wishes she could be with you. And I said, mom always wants to be with you too. And she will all, always come back to you every time she is gone to the loud places. I said, do you understand? She said, yes. And then I said, I would tell you this. And I came back to you. So, um, Thank you so much. You're welcome. So let me just talk to you a little bit about telling her when you are gone. So okay. I'm going to start with if you're gone for a weekend. Uh, although, um, actually, I'll start if you're just gone for a couple of hours during the day because you should really practice this when you're just gone for short periods of time first, if at all possible. Okay. So um, first of all, I understand you worry about her. But the problem is if you are worried thinking about how anxious she is when you're gone, then everything that you're about to tell her about you being gone is going to come with the message you should be worried about everything I'm going to tell you. So it's really important that that when you are consciously intending to give her a message that you do what you need to do to calm yourself down because and also to keep in mind that even if she is anxious about being left I assume you are never intentionally leaving her any place that's not safe, right? Correct. So you, this isn't a lie. You being calm about where she is is because you know that that is a safe place. It's not like yeah. you're trying to say, oh, it's okay, but monsters are everywhere. They're not. Right. So y you do whatever you need to calm yourself down. And then, um, you know, if you're in your home, then you think of a mental image of you and her together and any window that she could see. It's not about the vista that she sees outside the window. It's just what the daylight looks like. And so you think about that window of what the daylight looks like when you're leaving. And then the next like part of the image or movie, however you want to think about it, is you walking out the door and her in the house, wherever you would want her to be if she were feeling, you know, comfortable in the house, whether it's, you know, in the living room and sitting on the, you know, laying on the couch and sleeping or playing with toys or okay. it doesn't have to be everything that you think, but you know, what are some things if you knew she was comfortable that she would be doing? Um, and then, um, you go back to thinking about that window and you change what the daylight looks like to when you're coming back. So if it's going to look about the same, you leave it looking about the same. If it, you don't have to worry about, Oh, what's five look like compared to five thirty. It's like, Oh, is it going to look like dusk? Is it going to be dark? And then the images of you coming back through the door. So that's how to say, I'm just gone for a little bit. If you're going to be gone overnight, like for a weekend, then you're doing the same thing. But if you have a pet sitter coming to your house, then it's the images of you walking out the door and then the pet sitter comes in. So you creating an image of, oh, I know this is who's coming in. And then you could think about that person playing with her and feeding with feeding her. And if they're sleeping overnight, sleeping there. And then you go back to the window and you think about the sun setting and rising, you know, it's, it's Friday night and then Saturday night and you're going to come back Sunday late at the end of the day. 
when you think about what the daylight will look like about then, then the images of you coming back through the door. So that's telling her, I'm gone two nights. Here's who's coming in. And I'm calm about all this because I know it's all fine. You know, once it starts getting a lot longer than, say, maybe five nights, trying yeah. to do that day-night cycle, they're not. she's not going to be able to keep track of that. So then the next thing to do is to come up with a signal for her for when she will expect to see you coming back. So if it's a month at this point, the daylight might look significantly different. If you were, if you left tomorrow, a month from now, the daylight's going to be a lot shorter. So that's how I would think about it as, um, you know, how it feels when it's, it's, you know, just a little bit of daylight, what that quality of light is like. And then you come back through the door. But okay. adding to that, you can also create um, a, a situation where something is left out where she can see it in a, you know, in a, a place where she wouldn't expect it. And that is a cue to say you're coming back the next day. So an example, I'm totally making this up, but it's just I make this up just so that, you know, the object does not matter. You could have whoever's taking care of her literally take a cooking pot and put it on your coffee table if she can see your coffee table, if you have a coffee table. Um, okay. And then think about, oh, when you see a coffee pot on there, then the sun sets and rises and that next daylight, I come through the door. So that okay. way it's like here, you know, so, it, so that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter what the object is. It doesn't have to be some yeah. groovy object, just whatever you decide in a place that she would not normally expect it. So it's not like, oh, well, when you see a pot on the stove, well, pots are on the stove all the time, right? Right. And you think it's uh, important for her to know when I'm coming back the next day? Well, only if it's going to be a long time that you're gone. Okay. You know, it's just another thing to add in for, oh, when she sees that, then she really knows you're coming back the next day. Okay. But not okay. like if you're gone for a weekend or, you know, a week or something, I wouldn't necessarily do that. Okay. Um, that's so cool. And do I, am I just like, is it sort of like a meditation where yeah. I relax and then think of this? And yep. do I say anything verbally to her? Or? You can, but more importantly is what you are thinking. Because when you put your intention on her that way, it's the same way I'm communicating with her. And the more okay. you have to think about this as an image, the less distracted you are. So if you're thinking about being calm and really thinking about these images, um, then it's much easier to stay clear in what you're sending. I know for me, I can be talking and, and thinking about other things. And um, it's so then that becomes less clear in, in the communication that you're sending. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, one thing is that she said um, not to go near her mouth. The only thing I'm worried about is sometimes uh, I put drops in her mouth. Is that allowed or will that break your promise to her? Well, I didn't. She said she doesn't want her mouth touched. I didn't say you weren't oh, okay. going near her mouth. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. As far as I'm concerned, you know, there are times you're going to have to do things. But. Yeah. You know, that's why I said that you're you're only doing that to, you're only doing that quickly and gently, whatever you're doing. Yeah.
yeah. That's funny she didn't know why I, uh, why I put a warm washcloth up to her face. Thank you so much for telling her that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, it doesn't, you know, dirty faces don't have the same meaning to them that they have to us. Right. That, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. So um, I'm going to stop this recording. Okay.